You're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast, episode number 48, How to Do a Brand Refresh. Rockstars, I know you've been paying attention, and by now you've probably seen that The Knot has released a brand new logo, which is perfectly in time with this week's episode. Today we're talking all about the why, the how, and the what of a brand refresh. And if the knot can do it, so can you, because you never know what small tweak might unlock your business to unprecedented levels of success. So don't be afraid of it. Let's dive into it. Let's go, rock stars. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best brightest and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you wedding rock star work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hey there, rock stars. Welcome to another episode of the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. I am Renee Dallow and guess who I'm here with as always? Me. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say Mindy Marzik. <laughs> It's me, Mindy Marzak. I'm here. Yay, here. Hello. Hello. So today is an interesting day for us because we had planned this topic. And then when we woke up this morning, we realized that it was completely germane to what's happening in our industry. Today's topic is how uh, to do a brand refresh. And when I woke up this morning at 6.30 and rolled over and grabbed my phone, full disclosure, um, the first article on my feed was that The Knot had branded a new logo today they refreshed their brand yeah they literally did a brand refresh on the day that we are planning to talk about brand refresh so we were like thank you the knot thank this you this is the, the first time i'm saying thank you to the knot right. <laughs> obviously we have our like hand on the pulse of like the zeitgeist obviously because yeah. we're awesome but uh it was kind of a gift because now we can talk about it <laughs> yeah i mean it's such and it's such a good example too so you know, on a podcast, it's hard to explain, but we will definitely put in the show notes for this episode, the before logo and the after logo for mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. knot. But uh, they did a they really did a brand refresh. So, you yeah. know, before we before we get into the, the specifics of what they did and what we recommend, if you want to do a brand refresh, mm -hmm. let's talk about what a brand refresh is because I'm sure a lot of people are like what the heck are you talking about right or and, and let's also talk about how it's different than rebranding because that's an entirely different yes. monster right yeah so a refresh really means that you're keeping most of your branding elements but you're making a, some small changes so it's like a little mini makeover it's like picking a new lipstick yeah it's not like a rebranding could be changing your name mm -hmm. completely changing your logo completely mm -hmm. changing your Colors, completely changing your website. Yeah. Establishing yourself in a different market. Yeah. We're talking about keeping most of your stuff intact. Mm -hmm. And changing a little things here and there, a little nip tuck. <laughs> a little nip tuck. <laughs> yeah. Also like things like updating your tagline or slogan, like changing your color palette, uh, refreshing your marketing materials. Like that's all a refresh. So that's what we're focused on today. Right. There is a quote that I found that I just want to read because it was so perfect. And the quote was from a website uh, that I forgot to write down, but it was all about, we'll, we'll, we'll find it and put it in the show notes, but it was all about, you know, how to do a brand refresh. And they said, the brand refresh maintains a visual connection to how the brand identity was before. Ooh. So you can still like, let's, 
say, for example, you know, every few years, Pepsi changes their logo slightly. Mm-hmm. They tweak but it. They, use, they tweak it. They use the same colors. They don't change their name. But there's just like a it becomes a little more modern or mm-hmm. they they change the font slightly so that you still recognize it when you're in the store looking for Pepsi. Right. But it's just a little bit changed. And that's a brand refresh. You know who's done that very well as well is Starbucks. If you look at the mermaid logo of Starbucks, oh, yeah. over yeah. the years, they've like zoomed in on her, zoomed out on her. Like they've sort of changed the the way they design her. She has softer edges, harder edges, depending on the year. So if yeah, if you're listening to us and you're like, I don't really know what they mean, go Google Starbucks logos through the years or Pepsi logos throughout the years and you'll see exactly what we mean. Um, yeah. Now, before we talk about the what you know how to do a brand refresh let's talk about how do you know if you're actually even due for a brand refresh now we did an episode on how to do a brand audit super early in the podcast right Mm -hmm. yeah episode five and there we just talked about kind of you know exactly that taking a look at your brand and determining if it still fits your personality and fits Mm -hmm. your business and if it still fits your ideal client look your ideal client might have changed in which case you got to freshen that brand up Yeah, exactly. So you can go back to episode five and take a listen. uh, Mm -hmm. But just, you know, a couple things to look at. You know, if you haven't looked at your branding, if you haven't taken a good look at your branding in over a year, it might be time just to look at it and see Mm -hmm. if everything is still relevant to where you are with your business and your ideal client. Yeah. If you've had any big life changes recently. So like if you've moved to a new market or, you know, like we said, your ideal client has changed or maybe just your aesthetic has changed. I know for a lot of my floral designers, like over the years, their style will evolve with the trends. And so their website might be relevant to designs they were producing five years ago, but it might not be, you know, germane to what they would like to produce in the future. Yeah. And, you know, any type of big change like moving or having a change in your family or your living Mm -hmm. situation, it can sometimes change your personality and it can sometimes change how you interact with your clients. It could change what you're looking for. You might need to go, you might have a situation where you need to go uh, into the luxury market and try to get there very quickly. (laughs) If you know what I'm saying. Yes, I know what you're saying. So, you know, if you have a, if you've had any big changes like this, you might want to take a look at your branding and make sure it's appropriate for the people you're trying to reach. Absolutely. And then the other thing to do is if you're, if you're thinking, maybe I need a refresh, you need to, you need to ask your friends and especially your colleagues, right, to mm-hmm. just describe your brand and see if it matches what you're trying to convey. I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but a few years ago, someone described my brand to me as effortlessly elegant. Oh, up until they said that to me, I actually didn't realize that that's what I was going for. That was what I was going for. And when they said it, I was super happy about it. But having someone say that to you about your brand, I was like, oh, that is what I like. That is what I want. Right. But I couldn't articulate it myself. Someone else gave me that gift. Yeah. And you never know unless you ask. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to like if you've ever tried to write your about me page, it's hard to talk about yourself. So sometimes it's good to ask your friends and your colleagues to give you some prompts. You know, what do they think of when they imagine your business or how do they view you? And, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be eye opening. Yeah, definitely do that. And then match that to your current branding and make sure that it matches everything you're trying to put out there. Yeah. So what are some things that everyone listening can do if they're like, okay, I hear you. It's time. I need to refresh my brand. What are we looking at here? Specifics. Yeah. And again, 
it's things, you know, simple things. So you might want to tweak your logo, you know, with the uh, Pepsi and the not example. Mm -hmm. uh, just the logo is fairly the same, but it might need a little bit of modernization. You might want to take it in a different direction. You might want to switch up one or two of your colors, mm -hmm. but keep everything else the same. Uh, you definitely want to make sure, you know, check all your marketing materials, make sure that everything is cohesive across everything that, you you know, your website, your social media, your email, everything that you would give to a client or a client would see. Um, it could just be changing the font, which is something yeah. that the knot did. Yes, yes. So interestingly enough, when I looked at the two logos this morning, I, admittedly, I was half asleep. In my head, I went, those are the same. Wait, are they the same? <laughs> <laughs> I think that if you don't see the two logos side by side, you probably wouldn't know where the changes were. Right. So the old not logo, for those of you who aren't familiar, which I'm sure you all are, it's a script font. It looks a little, you know, it's it was a light blue font, rounded edges. Um, to me, it always looked a little, I mean, this is my own perspective but it always looked a little bit juvenile to me like yes it looked a little holly hobby does everyone know what holly hobby is <laughs> it's like a, a cat <laughs> right it was like a kid's toy in the 80s it just always looked a little country cozy to me I guess is what I'm saying yeah it definitely mar it, it definitely marketed to brides it was very feminine yeah uh the light blue was really reminiscent of weddings you know, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue mm -hmm. uh, makes a lot of sense. And they had that logo for years and years. And I mean, years. I think always, didn't they? I think always. I don't think they'd ever changed it. Wow. The new logo is still the words, the not. Mm -hmm. And it's still script. Still script, but it's less frilly. Yeah. It's a little more modern. And I would say that it's between the two, it's more masculine than the original mm -hmm. one. And they also changed the color. I think that's really important to to say because they, you know, they went with the blue, the wedding's blue in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of like a vibrant orangey red. Yeah, I was really shocked they went with red. Yeah. I mean, I personally love red. I mean, red's my jam. But when I saw it, I went, wow, red. Like, they... They clearly are making a move to be uh, more inclusive of not just brides, right? They're definitely marketing to everyone at this point. They wanted it to be more contemporary, appeal to a much wider audience. And like, I like, yeah, it's like I'm looking at the two side by side now and it's like the old logo was very round, like all the script was very, very round. And this one is like a little more like, I don't know, it's like a little more kicky. It has more angles. Yeah, I think that the red is a really bold choice. And I agree that they're really trying to be a little more inclusive, whereas the first logo was definitely marketing to brides. Mm -hmm. And now, like, if you listen to our last episode, episode 47 about marketing to Gen Z, this is almost the perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. Because Gen Z is more diverse, they're more inclusive, they, you know, they're getting away from like the really traditional views of weddings that everyone has held for decades and yeah. they're creating their new traditions and their new views on it. And I think, I honestly think that the Knott's new logo represents that. Now it's a little too early to tell how successful this logo will be. There's been a lot of times when brands have refreshed their logos and people have like revolted against them. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when Olive Garden rebranded their logo? I don't. 
what happened? So Olive Garden changed their logo a few years ago. And so it used to be like a, like a serif font, pretty like stately. You know, it looked like an old like winery, you know, it was supposed to look yeah. like that. And then they kind of changed it to like super like sans serif, kind of everything was round. And and they kind of had like the Olive Garden tree was like a graphic representation of an olive tree. It was everything was very round. Right. And people mm-hmm. freaked out. They freaked out. Like, I remember that when it launched, I guess I'm like a font nerd because I read all these articles. I'm just realizing now, I'm like, why did I read so much about the Olive Garden logo? Because I was so, um, I'll link to an article about it in the show notes. It was so interesting that people were like, that's not the Olive Garden I know. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the food's the same, you guys. Like, what the, what the F? People- um, yeah, they really mad about logos. Yeah, they really were like, and one woman like in the comments was like, How am I even gonna know? Like, how am I even gonna recognize it when I'm pulling up? I'm like, well, you know where it is, right? Like it would just <laughs> it was like so funny to read the comments and just have people be like so up in arms that their favorite restaurant changed their logo. This actually reminds me of a case study I was reading when I was researching for this podcast, uh, about Tropicana. So Tropicana orange juice has a very famous imagery on their orange juice containers of an orange with a straw stuck in it. Yeah. Everyone knows that, but probably if if I said that, people probably wouldn't be able to say, oh, that's Tropicana. But when you're at the store, you recognize that. Yeah. Very easily. So Tropicana changed their packaging. They changed their logo a little bit. They took away the orange with the straw and kind of replaced it with just kind of like a generic orange circle that kind of faded out at the end. Oh. And their sales dropped 30 because apparently people went to the store and looked for that orange with the straw stuck in it and when they couldn't find it they just either bought something else or they didn't buy their orange juice interesting so they they actually changed it back wow now to me i feel like there was some market research that perhaps was not done properly yeah because i feel like if you ask anybody about the orange with the straw stuck in it people are going to be like yes i recognize that as a visual cue and i love it or they'll say like that's the one i buy and not know the name Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that's an interesting study of a of a brand refresh gone wrong. Yeah. So that's why, again, we we ask you guys to talk to your colleagues, talk to your friends and talk to your former clients if if they're willing to talk to you about it. Yeah. Ask them what they like about your branding and what they maybe don't like about your branding because you don't want to lose something that's so iconic to you yes. without you even realizing Exactly. <laughs> well, and also like, can we talk about for a minute, since we're talking about like freshening up a brand, you know, a lot of um, designers are now offering like pre-designed logo templates where you can just plug in your info. And so I think we're seeing, especially in the wedding marketplace, like a lot of similar logos like there's a lot of like mm-hmm. circle logos with flowers or like mm-hmm. script logos with geometrics and I feel like you know when I look at a wedding a wedding uh, business right I can kind of tell when they probably did their rebrand based on like the trends in their logo so I often wonder yeah. if when you're refreshing if you're just sort of stripping away the trend and just going with like what is your business about and how can I best convey that yeah, and there's really there's nothing wrong, especially if you're just starting out and you need a logo real quick to just kind of do something that's a little bit generic or a little bit trendy. Oh yeah. But as you go on and you learn more about yourself, you learn more about your business, you learn what you like, what you don't like, what your clients like, who your ideal client is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the time to take a look at that logo and say, okay, what am I? Re- how am I represented in this logo, and what needs to go and what needs to stay? I know that Renee, when you were first starting out, you 
had a logo and then you, you pretty quickly decided you didn't it did, you felt it didn't represent you right oh that little first logo it's on a mug still in my house um <laughs> at the time I mean, it did the job it got you started yeah so don't it got me started it logo. got me started fast and well and, and successfully and so i i have nothing but love for that that tiny little logo God bless. But uh, no, it had nothing to do with like me as a brand or even my, I didn't know what my brand was when I started. I just wanted clients and I was just like, okay, this seems pretty. And um, I can post it in the show notes or maybe the show notes will just have a little, some photos in it. But um, my original logo was I think bombshell font, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. And it was gold and fuchsia. And then on the eye of Moxie, it had a bow tie. That's I, I like that. Or there was an, or maybe it was the eye of bright. There was definitely a bow tie involved, which is funny because I don't have any particular affinity for bow ties. Um, but I just thought like, that's cute. And yeah, my entire brand was like gold glitter and uh, fuchsia, which I, if you listen to the podcast for more than five minutes, you can probably tell I'm not really a gold glitter and fuchsia kind of person. Um, yeah. And my, you know, and thing is my clients aren't either. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. when I rebranded and I did a full rebrand, um, you know, we went with something a lot more uh, streamlined, a lot more modern, a lot more contemporary with a lot of white space and not a lot of fuss because that's really what my clients want. And that's what I like too. Now, mm-hmm. if I if I were to refresh, which I'm going to probably be doing by the end of this year, um, for me, what I'm looking to do in my refresh is update the colors a little just because I'm kind of bored with the colors that we have right now. And I'm also going to, uh, you know, change the imagery on my website to sort of match where I want my brand to go. So sometimes a brand refresh, especially when talking about your actual website, can just be retake, like taking down all the photos you have currently and putting up all fresh photos. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we we discount that a little bit as like, well, I can do that any day. It's like, yes, you can. And you should always be updating the photos. But especially if you're looking to make a jump, like you said, um, you know, get maybe you're in maybe you're listening right now in whatever part of the country you're in. And you're like, you know, I'm in a, a middle budget, you know, market and I'd like to go move into premium. Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're mm-hmm. in premium and you want to move into luxury or hell, maybe you're in luxury and you want to move into ultra luxury. Well, probably your current photos aren't going to do that for you, right? So sometimes you have to think in an aspirational way when you're looking about talking about your brand refresh, right? You have to aspire to another level. And how can you get there? You know, Mindy and I joke about how we're font snobs, but there are some fonts that convey certain emotions and certain um, income levels even. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. I think that when I first started my blog, I obviously... You know, I didn't know what was going to happen. Was it going to be a business? Was it just for fun? And I just created a logo with a free font that I downloaded from Font Squirrel. And after I made that logo, I started to see that font everywhere. I saw it on websites. I even saw it on like products. I remember standing in line at like TJ Maxx and, you know, and just the checkout, looking at all the little, uh, stuff that they have at the checkout line, you know, the impulse buy stuff. And my font was on like a package of like chips or something like that. (laughs) And I was just like, I need, okay, I need a new font. And I went home, you know, shortly thereafter, and I bought a premium font Mm -hmm. because I wanted my brand, even though probably no one would notice or care, but me, it made me feel a little bit cheap. And I was, I had a free, I was using a free font. So I think at some point you need to realize that there needs to be some money that goes into your logo. Agreed. And you know, you don't have to hire a professional and spend thousands of dollars on it, 
but you can buy a $50 font that's going to elevate your brand more than it, you know, than where it is right now. I agree with that. Yeah, I actually think my font was free, my original Moxie Bright font, and I put it on everything. And now every time I see that font, I'm like, oh, look at that baby. Look at baby brand. That was my baby Moxie Bright band. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm, I'm willing to bet that most people's first logo and, and font was something free from... Yeah, and there's no shame in that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But but at some point, yeah, if you're taking your business seriously, it's been a few months, it's been a couple of years, you know, it might be time to just change. You might keep everything else but change the font. Yeah. The other thing we can we should talk about with a brand ref- refresh is that it is visual, absolutely. But sometimes it also means rewriting the copy on your website and maybe talking oh, yeah. about a new brand story for your business, right? So if everyone, everyone should have a brand story, which, you know, is about how you came to be in this industry, why, you know, why you feel like you are uniquely talented in this industry. Um, you know, I've said before, and I'll say it again, I hate wedding websites that say, I do weddings because I love weddings. Mm. That's doesn't mean anything to anybody anymore. You need a little more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing different about that. And there's not, it doesn't make you special to say you like weddings, but to say that you you know, you feel like your unique, you know, personality and skill sets work well for weddings for these following reasons, that is something interesting, right? So rewriting your brand story, rewriting the copy, I know that's like the last thing anyone wants to hear, because it's probably the most heinous task of all business owners is to rewrite your copy. But you can start small, you can just rewrite your about page. And then maybe just rewrite your services page, you know, kind of, you can do it in, in little chunks, you don't have to do it all at once. For sure. That's definitely a refresh. Like you don't even need to change any images or anything. Just make sure that your copy is up to date. I mean, every couple of years, your why story is going to change. Like yeah. it might just be one sentence or it might just be one word, but it does need to be updated. Again, the people who, you know, wrote their about page five years ago and haven't touched it, it's time to, for a refresh. <laughs> one of the things that was interesting about reading about the not rebrand is um, there was this article on Fast Company, which we can link to. It's not a particularly uh, positive review of the new logo, but I thought this was so funny. Uh, this person who wrote the article sort of said like when they looked at the the new not logo, it says the font seems to say, oh, this just something I quickly jotted down on a napkin while mixing this old fashioned with bitters I made with my own cardamom seeds. And it, it made me laugh so much because it's like, that is what you, you want your logo to say something. And this logo, according to this person, in, in his opinion, seems to say like, oh, me, I'm having a casual hipster wedding, which is possibly what the knot was going for. But it could be an interesting little, little chest to sort of show your logo to someone and say, if my logo was a person, what would it say? Oh yeah, that's interesting. And I feel like me personally, I would I'm so bad at those types of things. Like I would never look at the not logo and think like hipster wedding, I wrote this down on a napkin <laughs> while drinking my old fashioned. Like that's so specific. And I know that there's people who are, you know, in branding for a living and that's yeah. all they think about and that's all they do. But for me, I just look at a logo and honestly, I like it or I don't like it. Right. And that's probably <laughs> how most of your clients 
are analyzing your logo. Yeah, it's well, probably you know, not getting that, that detail. <laughs> yeah. Also, this article says, and this actually made me giggle as well. It says, as branding goes, the Not logo is a Wagner bridal chorus cover by Mumford and Sons. <laughs> They're really stuck on like the hipster thing for that's, that. Yeah. That. Yeah. That I would never look at their logo and just think hipster. Yeah. So I don't know. But hey, listen, it's it's uh, it's inspiring real uh, feedback from the industry. So I, I guess it's good. I guess it's good. But you know what? I, I think what we can take away from this is that even the big brands eventually have to refresh. And, oh, yeah. And if they're not afraid of it, we shouldn't be afraid of it either. Yes, that's a, the perfect takeaway for this. And I, you know, and like Tropicana, you can always go back yeah. if something goes terribly wrong. Yeah. Or don't take iconic orange off in the first place. But... <laughs> But, you know, do your this is why we do your research. This is why you really look at it. You talk to your partner about it. You talk to your friends about it, you know, see if and really take their feedback to heart. I feel like a lot of people who do um, changes to their brand, you know, ask their friends because they feel like they should and then just do whatever they want anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and I really I just really think that you sh that people should really take that feedback to heart because people sometimes people know you better than you know you yeah um even if it might be hard to hear uh so just I mean, a little just a little tidbit from me i agree and you know the other thing too to consider is that like self-awareness isn't a given self-awareness is something that as a human we all have to sort of work at and aspire to but then when you're talking about your brand which is an extension of you but not you it's sometimes even more tricky Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, with the about me thing, like I, I don't know how to write my about me page. I don't like talking about myself. I don't know my strengths and my weaknesses. So I need help with that. So I turn to my friends and I and I get advice on how to do that. It's the same for when you're trying to convey your brand via a tiny image on the internet. Yeah, I must be a weirdo because I like writing my about page. You are a weirdo. Nobody likes doing that. I, I really like it. In fact, I've rewritten some of my friends' pages, not yours, oh. but like some of my wedding planner friends, like my friend Sarah in Northern California sent me her about me page and she was like, help. And I rewrote it and sent it back in like 10 minutes. And she was like, I hate you. I was like, well, it's it's hard to talk about yourself, but other people can do it. I don't know why I can do it. I think maybe because I was an actor. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It definitely some people, you know, have that strength more than others. But I think for most people, it's really hard to sit down and really think like, what are what colors represent me? Yeah. You know, and it's different from what are your favorite colors? Oh, for sure. So, you know, what what colors represent me? What font represents me in my brand? And what what do my ideal clients like? You know, it takes some thought. It takes some digging, too. You have to yeah. dig deep. And I will say, you know, working with a talented brand designer that they will help you through this process. So even if you're if you're listening and you're like, yeah, a refresh sounds cool, but I think I need to burn this down and start over. You know, <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, I, I was at that place where I was like, nothing's working. Try over. Try again. You know, hiring um, an actual brand designer, someone who can talk you through the process, who understands the psychology of it, but then can also build you a new website and sort of take you through the whole thing from start to finish. Like, it is an investment, but it really is worth its weight in gold. And it is money that you will make back. Trust me, you will make it back. Yeah, if it's something that you can fit into your budget, absolutely work with a professional. I mean, this is the advice that we give our clients, right? Work mm -hmm. with a professional if you want it done right. So, always, always, always. Oh, so yeah. So that is 
brand refresh in a nutshell. Thank you to the Knot for their wonderful, timely <laughs> example. Thanks, Knot. And you know what? We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear about what you think about this new Knot logo. So as always, we're going to continue this discussion in the Facebook group, but I really want you guys to come in the Facebook group and talk to us about it because I got some feelings about it. <laughs> and let us know if you've ever done a brand refresh, like just spruced a couple things up, you did a little makeover and how it turned out. We want to hear from you. You know, what could be fun is if we all went in and posted our first logo and our, oh, our gosh. logo now. Oh, <laughs> let's Lord. do it. Mindy, let's do it. Okay. Well, We're you and I it. will do it for sure. And if anyone okay. else is feeling brave, come join us in the Facebook group. Yay. Rock Your Wedding Biz Podcast Insiders. And uh, we'll talk about brand refreshing and logo refreshing. Oh my gosh, do I really have to post my first book? <laughs> ah, I love it. Oh, and hey, and if you're listening to this uh, on the day it releases, Mindy and I are currently in Palm Springs at Alt Summit. And if you're th- if you're there, come find us. Come see us. We want to meet you. Yes, absolutely. We obviously love meeting people who are listening to our podcast. We love meeting other wedding industry professionals. We love meeting other podcasters. And we know that there's a lot of creatives attending uh, Alt Summit right now. So please come find us. Find us through the app and uh, come say hi to us. Yes, we, we love to network and we love to meet new people. And we will, if you're not at Alt Summit, rock stars, we will be back in your earbuds next week. Yes, thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.